Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. To Riverdale After Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that's been wandering through the dark for ever so long, but is popping its head out of a hole and just kind of looking out of that hole and being like, oh, is there a little light there? I want to see that light. What's going on with that light? I'm Alex. When you walk in the darkness as long as we do, any little sparkle seems like something to turn on the old mics and talk about. Well, in this case, we've got a little bit of sparkle to talk about, and so we're going to anything to relieve the darkness. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. Why are we here? What are we doing? (laughs) <laughs> uh, we are back very briefly, even though Riverdale is not returning to January 2021. Uh, one, because uh, we were talking and uh, we were already recording some other podcasts. We do a bunch of other podcasts. We figured take a little time talk about Riverdale. One of my favorite subjects to talk about in the entire yes. world. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pete, you sound uh, like it's not one of your favorite subjects. What are you down on Riverdale now? What happened? No man, no, it's just uh, it's so so far away. You know, it's 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 hard to get pumped about something that's like, will we even make it to twenty one? I mean, I hope we do, but you know, Pete, you are like four years away from retiring, and that's a long ways away. But eventually, <laughs> it's going to be here. <laughs> we get to retire in four years. Yeah, you are Pete. You're one day from retirement, and you said one last pa- podcast before I go. Right? That's right. Then I hang yeah. up my badge and my gun. <laughs> nice. It's weird that they require you to have a gun for podcasts, but yeah, yes. What are you going to do? You know, and you got to follow tradition. That badge is just a piece of paper with badge written on it. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> 
Uh, so to give you all who are listening the general rundown of what's going on, as we mentioned, it's technically not returning until January 2021. As of today, the pre-production has opened for Riverdale, which is very exciting. That's a good, obviously, step forward towards actually getting the production started. I believe they're supposed to either officially start production or officially start filming around September 14th uh, and go from there. Also, to kind of lay some ground there, uh, they've already filmed the uh, most of the first episode, yes. which is the prom episode, which is uh, was originally episode 20, is now going to be episode one of season five. Uh, and then they've written or had written... Uh, episode 21 and 22, which are now going to be episode two and three of season five uh, and are kind of rolling from there. There's been a lot of changes beyond the scene yeah. uh, that maybe we're going to get to because a bunch of you sent in tweets and questions and thoughts and other things like that. Well, one thing I'm I worried about, if I can jump in real through. quick, yeah. is uh, yeah, please do. because you're, they, out, you're in L.A. right now reporting live. Like, give us that's the true. beat. I like, am a moment. Well, they filmed yeah, this. I believe uh, Madeline Petch is in the next room, yes, right? Yes, that's definitely right. Yeah, I'm just, I uh, am staying right next door to her. Don't tell her it's a secret. Dude, don't um, ruin your marriage. What the fuck are you doing? No, so what, what are you talking about, Pete? Uh, it's not about ruining his marriage, it's about spying on her scripts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly, to get the, the scoops, the scoops that we so desperately need. But just I was put say, a glass up to the door, you'll hear everything. Yeah, it's hard to hear reading, I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. She reads out loud, right? Yeah, like most people. She still sounds out her words. Uh, anytime I'm reading a book, I'm always saying um, the words I'm reading as loud as possible, no matter where I am. <laughs> That's how you uh, read. A quiet park bench, uh, an airplane. Uh, what I was going to say is because of the way the schedule works with um, matching up this prom episode with the other two, a lot of people I feel like are worried about the continuity being preserved. And I, for one, am worried that um, when they come back and Hiram Lodge is somehow in even more jacked, like, will <laughs> everyone be able to follow that it's the same Hiram who is jacked before and now he's somehow more jacked? Yeah, they didn't f- end up, they didn't film the end of the prom episode. So I think it's going to be a thing where it'd be like, and prom king, of course, and then they cut to everybody expecting faces and they cut back to him and he is twice the size that he was in the yeah. previous scene. Just heaving a torn dress shirt all over his body. I'm, I'm the villain, maybe. Yeah. And I want to, before I want to announce the proud king, I want to talk about how bummed I was that Katie Keene wasn't picked up, so I can't be on that show now. <sighs> Prom King is Jughead. I don't know why. Probably makes sense. <laughs> I mean, he survived from his death, so that's going to give it up for him. Prom King. Yeah. He's the real protector. This is a Buffy reference. Anyway, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, so... That's the general rundown of what's going to happen. Uh, obviously, they're going to need to quarantine for two weeks. A lot of it depends on Vancouver production is just opened up, so they got to see how everything goes. Uh, but hopefully, they should start filming and get into episodes. And because of that, they've already started casting for some stuff. And now I'm going to put a little uh, grain of salt on this before we get into this Ooh, part. So and flavorful. I'll also mention, as I'm going to put a little before, paprika on it. Oh, okay. Pete, what are you going to put on it? Barbecue sauce. Oh, that's going to overwhelm the flavors. Hey, you fuck yourself, man. Don't talk about barbecue <laughs> sauce like that. Hey, you fuck yourself. Uh, 
as mentioned, bunch of tweets that I have not looked through at all uh, that we're going to read through after we talk about this. Uh, but the big thing that came out today that kind of spurred on this taping is a site called uh, That Hashtag Show posted up what they say are a bunch of casting breakdowns. Now, I want to put a grain of salt here because, and I'm going to put this out up front without specifying which, other than one of these, I haven't been able to independently confirm them. Mm. One of these casting breakdowns I've been able to independently Wait, confirm. Wait, hold on a second, Alex. Are you saying yeah. uh, we're journalists? We've established nope. over many ways. No, we have no, the highest no, integrity. Nope. Are we? Are we risking sacrificing our journalistic integrity to become some <laughs> Riverdale gossip rag? <laughs> <laughs> some sort of dark Riverdale register? Yes, exactly. Like, what about this show has rubbed off on us to make us obsessed with rumors and just made up g- gossip? Yeah, tell us what the, the true one is, man. Come on. I'm absolutely on. not going to tell you what the true one is. Uh, but I am going to read through these casting breakdowns because I do think Wait, so you're just going to say one of them's true and you're not going to tell us which one is true? This is like two truths and a lie. I think the listeners can kind of guess okay. which one. Right. I'm not saying the other ones are lies because I just haven't been able to confirm them. There's only one that I have been able to independently confirm. Okay. Ooh. How about that? All right. I'll, I think there me and go. Justin will be able to tell. Well, how about that? Why don't you guess? Yes, why don't we guess? And if you guess, I can tell you yeah. you're correct. All right. That's okay. nice. There we go. Because there's a bunch of them. So this Cole is Sprouse's uh, again, Jughead. <laughs> no, you guessed it. There you go. <laughs> Casting breakdown. That's how they work. Uh, so the first one is a really interesting one. Uh, this is, and you guys might recognize this name, uh, Chad Gecko, male 20s white. Chad is Veronica's controlling and neurotic husband what? who works on Wall Street. Though charming, his failed Ponzi scream scheme and shady deals with Hiram reveal his moral duplicity, putting Chad's life in danger. Recurring guest star Pete. You okay right now? Yeah. Great. <laughs> All right. You just said what very loudly. So. Well, like Veronica's married at the end of prom? Yep. That's how prom works. No, so, okay, so there's the She's first three episodes. Mary's Gordon hold on, Gecko? Hold on, hold on, There's no, it's Prom, the Geico is Gecko. the season premiere. He's the Geico Gecko, <laughs> and he wants to make sure you have a good deal on your insurance. Uh, there's the Prom episode. The second episode back, we don't know what it is. It's probably like figuring out the mystery of the tapes, probably. The third episode is the graduation episode, and either at the end of that episode or the next episode, there was an around five-year time jump. Remember? Where everybody seemingly has left Riverdale. I remember you mostly everybody's left Riverdale. And they start to get back together. The, the, so the, after the fucked up thing though is like we jump forward five years too in our lives. Yeah. So that's right. gonna so be Pete, really... you're already retired at that point. <laughs> yeah, oh, congratulations. Man. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> you would yeah. at that time you will have been too old for this shit yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. So the interesting thing about Chad Gecko, I don't know if you guys recognize the name, uh, but yes. he was a character on Katie Keene. He yes. was uh, played by Reed Prebenda. Uh, he showed up in, I want to say, two or three episodes, something who, like that. Who he was, was the he? dude that He was the dude working with Pepper. He was the Wall Street guy who uh, got super high and yep. then cleaned up later on and helped her out starting the Pepper plant. Yep. But weird that they're trying to cast it again to me, if, if this is true. Yes, uh, it is a little weird. It is funny, Gordon, Gordon Gecko being the perhaps reference there from Wall Street. Uh, mm-hmm. Wall Street money never sleeps, obviously. 
Yes, uh, the second one. The second one. Um, that's the thing about money. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I guess because Katie Keene is sort of over with, it makes sense. And it's like a different show altogether. Maybe they're just like, well, we're going to do it our way. Yes. And so then, if that one is... Oh, go ahead, Pete. And then when Katie Keene gets picked back up and starts up again, it'll be a fun little tie-in. No, nah, man, it, it's dead. No, don't it, say it, it had until July 31st to get picked up again, and it's not picked up. Unless it's it not, gets picked... What if it gets picked up with a hundred-year time jump? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, and it's like Tron. Like the movie Guys, Tron. Guys, I, I hear Quibi's looking for a new shit. You know, maybe Quibi will get on it. Did you hear mm-hmm. that? You heard that about Quibi? Did you hear yeah, that from Quibi, Quibi herself? Yeah. yeah. Quibi is in the next room right now, right? Yep. Uh, to you, Pete, and yep. you put a glass to the door? Mm-hmm. I hear, yep. I hear her talking. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that's it. I will, I will say, I believe we predicted this on the last episode of Riverdale, that uh, Veronica would potentially get married to make it really complicated. She would come back or be engaged or something like that. So whether that's true or not, Certainly fits and I think makes sense. Uh, next one up, another little romance shakeup here. Uh, Jessica, female 20s, open ethnicity, a train wreckery hipster. Jessica is Jughead's live in girlfriend. Jessica makes no secret of the fact that she's done with the relationship since she can see that she's not as important to him as the book he's not writing. Recurring guest star. Woof. Yeah, that's a lot. So I guess it's uh, can the her name's Jessica? Yes. So I guess the real ship is Jughead. Wait. Oh, because uh, Jughead? 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 Jughead. There you go. That's not a good name. No. Uh um yeah, that's that's Jugica. I don't uh I don't like this news and I don't want it to be the true one. That's crazy, Pete, because I isn't isn't Jughead with Betty? Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I don't know if you remember what happened. I, it seems like there's been a lot of time that's passed since Riverdale. Well, tell me. Pete, maybe you forgot. Here's, here's what, uh, what Hoppies. Um, there was, remember the origin of love um, where we saw Archie don't, and Betty fall yeah, in that love was so in awful. that moment. That was and just it a like young were, flame. It, it seems like there were some repercussions there, perhaps with a, a breakup. I don't want to read too much into this casting breakdown. But if you have a live-in girlfriend and her name is Jessica, it's not it's, – maybe it's not Betty. I, I, will, I will mention, not to jump ahead too much, but if these casting breakdowns are real, there's a husband for Veronica, there's a girlfriend for Jughead, but no significant others for Betty and Archie. Which is pretty interesting if you think about it. You know what's going to be interesting is if this show, when this show comes back, and if they fucking ruin the amazing relationship of Betty and Jughead, I'm going to have a hard time with it. <laughs> hard time. Well, interesting. Can't wait right. to well, experience that soon. <laughs> uh, all right, here's the next couple of the ones. Uh, these are all uh, smaller characters that relate to Archie. Uh, one of them, Eric Jackson, male 20s, open ethnicity, a veteran who lost his leg and suffered third degree burns while fighting in the army with Archie. Ironically, Eric joins Archie to help run the fire department in Riverdale. Oh, but my Eric God. is still dealing with his own trauma, which leads him into a darker place. Actors who are leg amputees are encouraged to submit. 
recurring guest star. And I'll just read these other two because, again, they're also related to Archie. A bus driver, male 40s, any ethnicity, drives the bus Archie takes out of the army, takes his job seriously, but still pulls over when Archie's friends want to give a final goodbye. And Officer Bradshaw, male 30s, any ethnicity, works the Army recruitment table at Riverdale High, happily gives Archie information about the Army, but stresses the seriousness of the commitment. Wait, so Archie's going to be a firefighter, a bus driver, and he's going to join the Army? No, No, he's going to be friends with a bus driver. He only has two of those three jobs. Don't be ridiculous, Pete. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm ridiculous. Fuck you. You know he's going to be doing all those jobs. What if Archie, you got on a bus and Archie was driving it? <laughs> I would get Talk about a nightmare. <laughs> Jesus. Him running the fire department? He's going to try to punch some fires. Yeah. He probably thinks that the fire department makes fires. He's probably like, I got, I got a fire on my head. I can run the fire department. Exactly. He is the fire department. He's got yeah. fire everywhere. Uh, oh, so there boy. you go. There's a couple of other uh, casting breakdowns that I haven't. Maybe they were in the video that these folks posted or something like that, um, that we'll get to in a moment to the comments. Uh, but those are the main ones in the post right now. Uh, yeah. Should we move on with some comments or do you guys yep. want to guess which one you think is real? Oh, well, right. I'm, I'm hoping it's uh, I think the real one is the first one you said. That's the truth. The Chad Veronica's husband. Yeah. Chad Gecko. Yeah. Okay, and Justin, what did you, what's your guess? Well, I was going to guess that one too, but instead I'll guess Jessica. Mm. Neither of those are the ones that I've been able to confirm. No shit. Would you confirm the bus driver? The electrifying cast? You had one guess. You had one guess, and we're done. Now we're going to move on with the question. Wow. Can I guess again? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Do you understand what the phrase one guess means, Pete? Okay. I think it's pretty clear what he means. I think we each get one more guess. Yeah, exactly. We get one more each. All right. That's not how that works. Uh, So uh, I'm going to run through these again. I haven't really previewed them. So is it the firefighter? So we covered some of this stuff already. Uh, Ginblet says uh, theories for what's up with Charles and Chick, the true heroes of Riverdale. I'm not going to trust that. You, You came at us wrong, bro. Uh, lady, actually, I, I think this is a woman, and I'm I do sorry. think that the, um, that Jin Butt came at us uh, exactly right. Where nah. we know them as the true heroes of Riverdale, despite the fact nope. that they are the true villains of this previous season, and maybe the ones behind the videotapes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the obvious thing. I do like. I've thought a lot about uh, your theory, Justin. I believe it was your theory where you talked about like Jelly Bean and the other kids maybe being behind the videotapes. Yes. Potentially goaded on by Charles and Chick or something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. I, um, we're probably going to f- go ahead. I, was, I, just, no- I, I love that theory because Jelly Bean has, was sort of around sort of too much for what happened to her in the in this season. So it feels like they were keeping her around for some purpose. Um, and. Uh, Charles, I mean, it, it plays into sort of the so much of the cultiness that follows the show throughout the seasons. If it, Charles and Chick are leading these children to do these fucked up things and we need some number of kids to play the Archie characters in the videos that we've already seen. Yeah, but the problem with that theory is young kids and VHS don't add up. Well, mm. that's where you get Charles and Chick. Yeah, TikTok is also, I believe originally on VHS, and then they upload it to the internet. Is that correct? That's correct. Pete, 
No. Oh, Justin. No. Yeah. That is correct, Alex. And um, I think, uh, but we're ex- I think TikTok's going to play into this, but it's going to be called Chick Chuck, which oh is my like God. <laughs> Chicken Charles's <laughs> ver- videotape good Riverdale name. Uh, this is from Ryan Hensler, uh, maybe number one Shoney fan on, Shoney fan on the internet. Talk yeah. about what you think will happen with Shoney in season five. So last time we talked... All the stuff that went down with Vanessa Morgan hadn't necessarily gone down. Um, In case you aren't familiar, when you're listening, she was pretty vocal about the pay disparity on the show, the representation on the show. Uh, And Roberto Aguirre-Scasa, the showrunner, came out and said, hey, she's absolutely right. We've already had conversations about this. We're going to do better in season five by Tony. I know Tony is only one half of Shoney, um, but it certainly seems like, based on his comments, that things are going to be a little different in terms of uh, those two characters as we go forward. So any particular theories or thoughts or things you want to see? Uh, that's super exciting because they're very underused, amazing character. Um, I'm very excited to see what happens um, with more uh, Shoney, and uh, I think... There's a lot of different ways it can go. I really just hope it kind of deals with uh, not only her kind of like how she's doing in Riverdale, but also really kind of uh, talking more about their relationship because it is magic on screen. Uh, I'm curious with the with the the time jump. Like, are they? It feels like they're still going to be together. Like, how has their dynamic changed? Because Throughout the course of their relationship, they've been in all sorts of different places, going in different directions, always coming back together. Like, I feel like we need to see a change in in every all the characters. Uh, that's the point of maybe the time dash. So, what what is their change going to be? Well, and I no think change. not to get too not to get to uh, gossip Maggie about it, but something that is going to change it's pretty significantly is Vanessa Morgan is pregnant in real life. Uh, and I believe she's due in January. So either they're going to go like the scandal route where she's standing behind a lamp in every single scene in order to hide her. Or the thing that I would love to see, I've been pretty against babies on the show from the start. I think just like let them be teens, let them do the Riverdale thing. But if you can, just to very dumbly break it down, they've mostly filmed prom. So whatever she's done, maybe just finish off her seeds in that. Maybe keep her out of the next episode. The third episode, the graduation episode, put her in a graduation robe. And then after the time jump, have her be pregnant. Have her be pregnant, Tony. You know, I think like that would be awesome. And I would love to see that. That's fun. Yeah. And what yeah. a great thing for them to do. There's been, you know, so much of the, uh, the, their, uh, stories around like this doll. There's like the brothers. The babies. Like, the, there's like they've, had, uh, they, they've been taking care of babies on the show. Been anyway, taking care of babies. Mm-hmm. Like put they put a real baby in there. Yeah, not a floating one. <laughs> It'll probably float anyway. Uh, this is from Nancy River Drew. Uh, I'm going to get to the comment in a section. I guess this was something again from the video. Another casting thing potentially. Old man Dreyfus, male, 60s, open ethnicity, a rural hermit. You guys are going to love this one. He is a lonely, paranoid old man who lives alone on an isolated farm. He knows quite a bit about the Mothman legend. After agreeing to talk to Jughead, he reminisces darkly about the time. <laughs> 
and all of his friends were abducted by aliens never to be seen again. He stayed on his tumble-down farm all these decades, hoping to be scooped up into the sky and be reunited with his long-lost buddies, guest star. And Nancy Riverdue says, what would aliens mean for this ridiculous town? Laughing, crying, emoji face. Um, wow. That's wow. wild. Um, that feels, aliens feels like something Riverdale wouldn't do. So I, I'd be curious if they go that way. Maybe it was a standalone episode. Um, I think the aliens would be like us watching the show. It would be just like other humans just like hanging out. <laughs> they would go up and just be us in space. Yeah, uh, it does how, feel like a yeah. Go ahead, Pete. How would they not do aliens? They've had so many crazy things. Why wouldn't aliens be the next heightened kind of thing? Why not? It feels I mean, like uh, it feels separate. It feels like the a couple of shows away from Riverdale. No, no, it's topical. I mean, aliens are real. They've already been. You know, we've seen the proof now. So put them in TV. What I could see is not <laughs> put them on. Yeah, I would love to see if somebody could do a TV show or movie about aliens. I think that'd be great. Uh, I would love to see that at some point in my lifetime. I haven't seen it yet, but that would be very cool. Uh, the I could see it if it's like if Jughead is really a failed novelist, as we speculated back months ago at this point, and he's just kind of ran through his Gargoyle King, ran through his Jason Blossom murder, writing about all of his friends and run out of ideas. And if he is chasing things like Mothman and Slenderman and whatever else in all these urban legends and not coming up with anything, I think that you got to make it personal in some way. There's got to be a twist there. Yeah. So if it starts with Mothman, it's nothing and it sounds crazy, but he does actually uncover something that is very personal and is wild in the same way. That would feel very Riverdale to me. Like solving the mystery of why he and Betty break up? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop it. I mean, that's not much of a mystery. It's because of uh, a certain firefighter. I oh, oh, my God. Uh, that they, is going to spark a flame instead of put one out. They call him uh, the Red Yeti, and he's running <laughs> wild around this town. Uh couple of others here. I'm just kind of scanning through. Yvonne says, Sabrina and Archie romance in the future. What do you think? So also, since we last taped, Sabrina is wrapping up with part four. So those characters will potentially be available to move over to Riverdale if they want to do that. Uh, what do you think? That's obviously happening in the comics. Do yeah. you think they'll move Sabrina over to Riverdale or any of those characters? I don't think so. I love the comics um, uh, with Sabrina and Archie dating. I think there's an age difference. It's a little weird. I, th- I feel like between Sabrina and Archie, and maybe it's not on paper, but it just feels like Sabrina and her crew are a bit younger. Um, mm-hmm. They've certainly seen less, uh, even though they've been to hell. I feel like the Riverdale characters are much more like scarred from all the shit they've had to go through. Um, so I do think it'd be a little bit weird. And I, I feel like keep it separate. Like if Riverdale ever tips fully into like magic occult, I feel like it'll be similar to the alien thing. It'll be a different show. Yeah. I, I, I disagree. I think, uh, Sabrina's a lot of fun. They, if they did do a fun crossover, I think it would be just like one episode or a couple laps. I think it would just be like a fun kind of thing. Uh, if they wanted to kind of break up maybe what was happening. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't rule it out because I just, I think Sabrina's a great show. 
and um, they both kind of can be uh, over the top in a fun way. So why not kind of make some people happy and bring those worlds together for a little bit? Yeah, I think similar to what they did in the comics, there's a way of bringing in Sabrina characters, but being very kind of cagey about the magic of it all without being explicit. And with Sabrina being either ending on its own terms or being canceled, depending on who you want to believe, and Katie Keene being canceled, there's a wealth of characters out there they can bring in um, that I would love to see again. I still want to see Ambrose and Kevin mix it up and maybe go on a date. I think Mm. that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, bring in the ants. Just have the ants stop by and Tilda and Zelda just for a little bit. Oh, I thought you yes. I thought you meant like the insect ants. And I was like, oh, what a weird oh, way no. to end what a I weird have, way to end that, Alex. I have an, <laughs> a literal ant invasion in my house right now, which is very disturbing. Aww. So I would never talk about what that. What kind of ants? Tiny ones or big ones or red ones? Teeny tiny ones that are like the strongest, hardest ants I've ever seen in my life. Like, I just put a tissue on them, and I rub them on the floor for a minute, and then they're like, I'm fine, and crawl away. Yeah, they, wow. you woke up, and they were carrying your bed out into the street, right? They married my wife. It's <laughs> terrible. That's Brooklyn hard ants right there. Yeah, those ants, ants go hard in Brooklyn, dude. <laughs> yeah, they, they wake put up on in human clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wake up, and they're like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Who ordered this pizza? pizza? Like this, fold like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Summer uh, W613 says, do you think Betty will ever hype up her style or should we be prepared for the next future seasons of Kitty Sweaters? Uh, you guys are fashion experts. What are, what's your take on uh, this? Fashionistas. Um, I think I think the characters that in the time jump are going to change a lot and uh, we're going to see uh, some different looks on a lot of them. I say go nuts, man. Let's get some poodle skirts, you know, just really just fucking kitty sweaters. Do it up, man. Let's get some uh, ugly mm-hmm. Christmas sweaters. Whatever they want to do, man. The show's insane. It's going to be turned up to 11. It's going to be the apocalypse. Who knows? You sound like the drunk guy at the end of the party who, describing the party. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's crazy, man. There's four-wheelers. There's a bunch of zoo animals running around. Everyone's got top hats on. So let's get nuts. Uh, so this is kind of an interesting question to talk about. Uh, Shoni Manessa says, will we have hot Shoni at season five? This is a big question everybody has had, given coronavirus is still going on and they're filming anyway. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about intimate scenes, whether we're going to have kissing, whether we're going to have sex scenes on any show whatsoever. Um, I, I'm pretty doubtful of it. I think we're going to have like very, very sparse scenes if anything like that but uh, that's almost part of the dna of a show like riverdale do you think they can go forward without having racy sex scenes the things that get people talking throughout the past uh previous four seasons well i mean this show does a lot of that with dance sequences it doesn't have to be like actual uh sex to um to do that i think uh and I also think if they, I don't know what the uh, what they're doing, because um, if they like really bubble the the cast and keep everything really isolated, I think it, depending on how it works legally, they can, if the actors agree, do what do whatever. They can go back mm-hmm. to sort of normal production. I would think. Yeah, I um, I know uh, Justin's the classically trained asshole here, but uh, oh. I have so, I have some other actor friends of mine. And uh, they are quarantining and their scripts like 
they're just kind of doing Zoom kisses where they're kissing the side of the screen, knowing that when things kind of get opened up and cleared, that that will be a part of it again. So maybe they'll just kiss the screen. Some just kiss the cam. Screen kissing. <laughs> I mean, I will say, as, again, as far as I know, they are quarantining everybody for 14 days with the Warner Brothers productions, even the guest stars, even the recurring people. Everybody is doing the two week quarantine period before they even come on set and interact with anybody, as well as, I assume, extensive testing. So to your point, Justin, they could do it, but it probably a lot of it depends on the comfort of the actors. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, again, I don't think like... I think they'll do it if they can, but we'll see. Just like everybody. Uh, this is, yeah. Uh, this is from Nick Knack, specifically about the casting stuff. Uh, what do you think the chances are that since Veronica is going to be married not to Archie and Jughead is dating Jessica, that Betty and Archie are together? Betty hasn't been mentioned much in terms of where she's at after the time jump, and everyone else has for the most part. Again, if these casting postings are true or not, grain of salt. Uh, but what do you think? Betty and Archie together, single. What's going on? At, What's the haps? At, what hoppies? At as the I like risk to say. of uh, letting you like my, to say that, I love saying it. What hoppies? Uh, it's my yeah. catchphrase. I say that all the time at work to anybody. Important speeches. Uh, <laughs> at the risk of uh, letting my journalistic mask slip uh, any further, um, I think Barchi's on, and I think um, the Bughead had its time. Everybody gets to ride the roller coaster, baby, and it's Barchi's time. I don't want to get on that roller coaster. Um, they have look, teased look us. Look down, Pete. You're on it. The bar just closed, and it's starting to go up the big old hump. <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to scream and fight the whole way down then, but I, I don't know. I just feel like. Yes, that's what the comics did. That's a, as you like to bring up, Justin. But like they found something really nice, and the chemistry of those two is really fantastic. And they've it's been such a nice staple in this crazy show that if they really change that, it's not going to make it as enjoyable. They're going to lose something if they Says lose that you. relationship. I think. Again, if this stuff is true, I think they're going to be single, but the path is going to be finally clear for Barchi is what's going on. Mm. Because Jughead After five years, they're five years being like, all right, this path is clear. Maybe they dated other people. I think uh, it sounds like maybe Archie went into the army instead of the Navy. I would have said he was dating the sea, but probably not the land in this case. Mm. And Betty's probably been dating the FBI or something like that. Um, But... uh, I don't know. I think they're going to all get back to Riverdale, find that Jughead is in a relationship that is bad, mind you, and Veronica is in a relationship that is bad. And even though Jughead and Veronica probably want out of their relationships, Betty and Archie are single, so they can finally deal with, okay, we're adults, we're single, should we try this? There's nothing standing in our way. Except for one man. Pete LePage. No, there's a lot of people who agree with me. I'm not the one man on this. Let these characters live their own lives. Let them live and let them kiss however they want to kiss. Pete, are you... I know we just talked about the whole quarantining for 14 days thing. Are you going to ignore the guidelines and just run onto set between KJ Oppa and Lily Reinhardt to stop them from kissing? If I have to, I will. (laughs) 
<laughs> just cough right in their faces. Oh no, I'm not that kind Alex, of dude. That's but, not cool. Yeah. I, okay. Sorry, guys. I, um, but oh, just like lick the stuff in the trailers a little bit. Then is that what you're thinking? No, no. I'm just gonna kind of run onto set and just be like, "What are you doing?" And then I'll get carried away. You're gonna then, oh. you're gonna kidnap KJ Appa and show up with dyed red hair and be like, "I'm KJ Appa here to do Archie stuff." <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one's gonna notice. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, yeah. In five years, he really grew out his beer gut. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of other ones here before we start to wrap up. Uh, Sam FIFA Brit says, "What do you think will happen to the main characters during the five year, four year time jump?" Uh, but all which we kind of covered. But in a similar vein, what event do you think could bring them all back to and keep them in Riverdale? Mm, that's a so good what do you question. think? I mean, we touched on the Mothman thing a little bit, but what is the mystery? What is the thing that brings them all back together? I think they all get a job working for the census, and they got to go door to door and find out how many people live in this town. You know, like, why are there so many weird buildings for the number of people that live here? Mm. Well, um, this is... Uh, sort of sad, but meh. if they keep following up on the Hiram storyline, he's sick. Could be the Hiram's death brings them all back. Ooh. Uh, it could be something a little more like uh, a class reunion and they all decide to stay. Sort of like to Riverdale and back, uh, if you remember that little gemstone. Um, it may be something with Jughead. That would sort of track a little bit because with their, their sort of the, the mystery team. And if he calls them back and is like, don't you see this? We have to do this. And it's like, Jughead seems a little like he's lost it a bit. Let's, his mystery is probably isn't real, but let's stay here and try to help him. And oh, then, that's sweet. And that's sweet. And then as the season goes on, they slowly get more and more involved. And it turns out whatever it is, if it is like the Mothman or whatever, that does become real and they have to do that. Get the band back together. Just to jump ahead to another question, Princess Alicia1233 says, does anyone die in season five? And I feel like that is the easiest way to get everybody back together that makes the most sense for Riverdale is there is a murder. They all come back for the funeral and then they have to figure out what happened. You know? For who? What you you mean to say Wahhabis? Oh, yeah. Uh, What about Alice? Could be, but uh, Alice was one of the adults that was, like, definitely sticking around. Yeah. And they're not going to kill off... FP? Uh, FP or Hermione, necessarily. And Hiram is sticking around. So, I don't know. Dr. Curdle Jr.? Mm-hmm. He dies. Everybody comes back together to honor him. Uh, how about this? Uh, but then who will bury? Who will uh, pull do the morgue <laughs> stuff? This Just is... This bodies is, everywhere. This is extra sad. But what about Pop? Oh, man, that would be sad. Somebody kills Pop? Cooks him into burgers? Serves him to Jughead? Jughead eats him and he realizes it's Pop? Oh, come on, Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God, that would be terrible. I can't believe you said that. Yeah, I can't believe you thought that, Pete, and then said it. Uh, None of that happened, but that would really suck, and I hope that doesn't come true. Don't put shit like that out there. Sorry. All right. We got two more uh, tweets here to read through. Adore Lily X Cole says, are you looking forward to seeing some bughead exes to lovers and angst if they do break up? And also, are we are really hoping for Tony backstory. So what are we hoping to see for her? Mm. 
great question. There was a lot of talk about Tony's family in the prom episode. Vanessa Morgan kind of played that doubt a little bit and said it's not as really as big as people think. Um, but I just want to see her like I don't even need a backstory. I just need a story. Yeah, you exactly. Know, I want to see her. Yeah, I agree. I would rather not a backstory. I feel like backstory is just exposition. I just want to have have her have something to do that is her thing. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things from the last season that they didn't play up enough was having Tony as Betty's sort of spy on the inside, like her mm-hmm. person on the street, you know, and that's fun. Like Tony is a photographer. Have her do that. Have her be going around and getting information for everybody on this stuff separate from Cheryl. That gives her a purpose. That gives her a reason to do things. Makes her fun and separate from everybody else. Yeah. Uh, and I think we got one more question here just to wrap up. Uh, this one is from Catch-Up Man. He says, uh, why does Pete think he's too good for the intro? Wow. Ooh, I like how you <laughs> saved that from the end. First off, what's up, Catch-Up Man? Uh, if you want to talk shit to me, come at me, bro. You know, don't try wow. to fucking be sneaky about it. <laughs> Pete goes right at Catch-Up Man. Let me ask you, Alex, did you make that last one up? Yeah. No, I I 100% did it. That, that's true. Um I think how do I want to word this? Uh it's dumb and I don't <laughs> want to do it. Wow. Well that that is exactly what I think the uh the industrious ketchup man is referencing. Mm-hmm. You think it you're too good for it. I don't think I'm too good for it. I just don't you want think to be you're associated too smart for it? I don't want to be associated with it. You know what I mean? Bad news, bro. You're associated with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, thank you so much for writing for in catch with up, all your man. questions. Uh, yes. Uh, Pete is uh, actually always very excited when somebody writes in. So no insult to you uh, or your name, which is, I want to say, the fourth or fifth best condiment. Oh. Thank you, everybody, Ooh, for writing. Shots with an unnecessary shot. Wow, I'm sorry. Ketchup bro. sucks. It sucks. I, I mean, don't like I agree. I don't like ketchup. What? What do you guys uh, put on fries? I don't know. Like a nice aioli. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're high-end <laughs> motherfuckers, Pete. Yeah, fuck we're getting a, a Tuscan aioli flown oh. in from Florence. And we're okay. dipping our little palm frite into that shit all yeah. day long. Salvin, when you eat uh, fries, do you put your pinky out, you know? Uh, I put all my fingers out. The fries just <laughs> hover into my mouth like two little babies over a fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for writing. Thank you, Ed, for writing in. Thank you for listening to this bonus uh, special uh, mid-break episode of Riverdale After Dark. As we talked about with the finale, we'll try to do a couple more of these as we lead up to January as more news breaks and other things because we love talking about the show ever so much. If you would like to hang out and talk about Riverdale, though, we have a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. You can follow us socially at Riverdale Dark on Twitter, at Riverdale After on Instagram, or Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you after dark. Back to the darkness. Join us, Pete. All you have to do is make your voice just a little gravelly. Come on, Pete. You can Pete, do it do in it. an outro, if not an intro. It's not Come an on, intro. Pete. We're all part of the outro. Do it catch, for catch-up, catch-up man. Catch-up man. I like mustard. Aw. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.